This is the Signal Cafe, where we bring you stories and lessons from the Agile community. Today, we're speaking with Chris Puglisi, Agile coach, entrepreneur, author of the book, Getting to Done, and host of the Notables podcast. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jack. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. So let's start out with your story. How did you get into <laughs> coaching and business coaching? And uh, tell the listeners a little bit about you, about yourself. Yeah, sure. So I actually, um, quote unquote, grew up as a software developer uh, back in the starting in the early uh, 90s and started taking more of a management uh, track. So started leading software development teams and then software development divisions and then IT departments uh, all the way up to more senior levels of management up to kind of the VP level role, particularly in healthcare companies. So I was building and leading um, technology teams. And a big component of that was project management. At that point, I had several project managers that uh, that reported into me, and we had I, I was managing a portfolio of projects. Um, so I saw how things were being done, and you know, almost aligned, perfectly aligned with industry standards. There were most of our projects, probably eighty percent of them, were either um, uh, over budget, over time, over schedule, and. You know, I started to notice this and trying to figure out why. And then all of a sudden, I my journey led me to uh, Johnson and Johnson, and it's uh, while I was there, I actually um, was there for it was initially a two year engagement as a technical project manager for the redesign of uh, the AccuView brand website, so AccuView.com, and. All of a sudden, my boss at the time came to me and said, hey, we're going to try to do this thing called Agile, and we want you to be what's called a scrum master. This is going back about 12 years now, and about 10 years, actually. And I said, uh, cool, sounds great. So the next day, they sent me down to a one-day intensive training session. I didn't get a certification or anything like that. It was just a semi-informal training. Came back out the next day and took on three teams as a scrum master and had to get all of those teams um, trained and practicing scrum. One of the things I did notice um, over the next year and a half of piloting, Johnson Johnson had decided to use the AccuView brand as a pilot, as a test for Agile, uh, before rolling it out or before they made a decision to roll it out to all 238 operating companies globally. And one wow. of the things that I noticed just in the first couple of months was, number one, just happier teams. People were getting along better. They yep. were in a more safe environment. They were practicing. They were delivering at a more frequent rate. So they had a higher release frequency. And they ultimately uh, had a better work-life balance. We were delivering more value faster and more frequently. And I said, oh, my God, this is why would you do things any differently? I, I That was a turning point for me. I saw it in action. I saw it work. Um, it wasn't all, you know, uh, a, a walk in the park. That's for sure. There were a tremendous amount of challenges because, as you would suspect, in most, you know, agile transformations, 
Uh, it's effectively what was starting, but at the ground level, it was a, a, a bottom-up approach that middle management and even to a certain degree senior management who said they were behind it really weren't behind it. Do you know what I mean? They were, they were, they were checking the box themselves and saying, okay, we're going agile, but they weren't walking the talk. And so I saw a lot of gaps that early on in, you know, a true reaching true business agility. And, but for me, having worked with so many teams and, you know, uh, you know, basically staffed and, and worked on so many different projects or led so many different projects, I saw it as, you know, th this is the way to go. How could you do it differently? Like I said, so sure. I ran with that. And over the next, uh, you know, eight years or so, um, I was involved in several um, organizations that I was brought in. I was, I was a scrum master, essentially, without the certifications or anything. And I uh, decided, you know, some companies were small startups. And uh, at one point, I had gone out and opened my own. Um, I founded a company called Tech House, which is a startup, a tech startup incubator that was located in Santa Barbara, which is where I live. Yep. And all the teams that I was bringing in there, I was not only building a network of qualified investors, but I created a, a, a nice co-working space, gave uh, six, between six and eight teams uh, a space to work and grow, sure. uh, and then coached them um, on their uh, product delivery strategy. So, and I used, uh, I was dipping in and out of some lean principles, but mainly on the more on the agile side in either Kanban or Scrum at that point, there were small teams and, and helped them out. Um, so I literally never looked back and that ultimately led me into, um, going out to pursue some certifications in the industry and continue to, um, you know, I ultimately, I ended up at, uh, at Sony pictures as a, uh, enterprise, a senior level enterprise agile coach to come in and help with that transformation, which is where I still am. Um, am I going on my second year there? And, um, yeah, that's how I got into it. I kind of just fell into it because not because it was in vogue, not because of anything else except for I was struggling with literally hundreds of projects worth hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars that weren't, in my mind, successful and beating my head sure. against the wall trying to figure out why. And I saw this as a solution and I saw this as a way to not only create better, happier teams, but deliver more value more frequently and actually bring projects in on time within budget, which was, you know, an amazing feat at that time. So, you know, yeah. so that's how I got into it. And now I just, I never look back. It's a, it's a win-win, right? Happy, 100%. happy people, happy teams and business value being delivered more and faster. Um, right. So you've, you've worked with uh, plenty of teams. You've worked as an enterprise agile coach um, with more program portfolio management, with startups, with Fortune 50 companies. What do you see um, with the majority of teams or organizations that have decided to take this agile journey? What are some of the common challenges that you see across the different scenarios? And how have those challenges been solved in the past? Yeah, that's a great question. So I actually, um, 
you know, there's, there's, there, there's many, of course, and anybody out there that's listening and I'm sure can attest to that. But I, I think from, if I had to look, you know, over the last, uh, 10 to 12 years, I could, I could, say the majority of the issues that I faced and the teams I worked with have faced kind of boil down to two. One is adoption, um, particularly from the top down. Uh, the second one is mindset. And that would be from, you know, adopting a more agile mindset and way of working and understanding why we're doing those things and seeing the real benefits and value um, from the bottom up and the top down. So. Uh, I see a lot of, you know, CIOs, um, and I and I work with the senior leadership team at Sony, the CIO down that, you know, basically, maybe they've read something somewhere, maybe they've heard it, they've read a book, they listen to podcasts on audio book, and they said, oh, we should go agile too. Everybody else is doing it, and right. it becomes a directive, um, but then it doesn't really gain the support that you think it would from that level down, which I think is very, very critical. You know, I, I always refer to kind of walking the talk, you know, it's don't just say, Hey, we're going agile and then get in your room with, you know, a senior level management team and be working off, you know, a Microsoft project plan and doing a very kind of taking a very waterfall approach to even green lighting projects. You know, at that level, you're working with a portfolio, making decisions on, where to put resources, add resources, et cetera. It's more of a strategic view. And, you know, if you're approaching that in a waterfall way, you're really, really missing out on the benefits of true business agility. Um, the other problem that I see is the mindset, which is people on the ground, people on the street that are actually practicing Scrum and XP and Kanban or whatever else, any of the delivery, you know, uh, mechanisms or delivery frameworks are going through the motions of, of practicing Scrum, going from event, they're holding all the events, you know, I'll go out there and do a maturity assessment with the team. And like, oh, we're doing great, because we're holding standups every day. Well, that's great. And that's very, very important. But what they don't really get to is why are we doing that? They're kind of checking boxes and going through the motions, but they're not really understanding. It's not helping with, in a lot of cases, with the team dynamics, the teaming portion of it. Sure. So I've kind of boiled it down to those two things. And in terms of solving it, I think, you know, that, that goes into a, a deeper level. I, I can get into a rabbit hole on, on that question, but you know, with the senior leadership team, I think the best way to understand what benefits are is by practicing. You know, everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people uh, talk about adopting an agile mindset. I take a little bit of a different view on that. And, you know, it, it's hard to go through uh, a PowerPoint deck with a senior leadership team or even a team of, of, of you know, uh, project team members that are practicing Scrum and take them through a deck or a one-day training or two-day training class to say, this is how you need to think about things. You know, right. it's kind of the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. You know, agile principles align more to a growth mindset. And that's not something you yeah. can just pick up a book. You can learn about it, but you have to practice it because your your old behaviors are never gone. They're always there wanting to kind of sneak back up 
But until you practice enough, you know how and have the capability to kind of squash those, put those back down and focus on more of the growth mindset, you know, principles and, and, and behavioral patterns. So the best way to do that is by practice. It's what I like to call uh, learning to see. And sure. people that practice, people that have a growth mindset and, and practice at it, see things that others don't because they practice. It's like, uh, you know, a tennis player. You look at Andre Agassi can will move around the court as soon as his opponent throws the ball in the air to serve it because he's seen it so many times he knows what's it's, what it's going to do. So there's, and he takes that feedback and then moves accordingly. So to me, the best way to do is to start practicing. So with senior leadership teams and even middle management, I found that looking for real small wins, you know, interviewing managers, interviewing senior leadership uh, team members, asking them, what what's what's one problem what's one challenge you're having and maybe it's we have so much stuff going on we have so many projects i really don't have a way to see everything holistically to make decisions quickly so in one instance i set up you know a very simple kind of out of the gate kanban system and giving them at least an understanding of what's in their universe of projects what's in their portfolio enterprise wide and which ones are at risk. So, and then being able to visualize what's on your plate and how that work is flowing through your system, whatever system you have, what that looks like. That enables, you know, leaders and managers to make very quick decisions and on where to move resources, which projects may we want right. to stop pursuing, which others maybe want to put more resources to, depending on the risk level. So once they start doing that, then they start to see the benefits. It's the same thing with middle managers. They can be telling their teams, oh, you need to be practicing Scrum, and you need to be uh, using some kind of ALM tool like Jira or Rally or something, but they're not doing it themselves. So it's how, how much can you get behind it if you're not really practicing to see the benefits? So sure. Yeah. You yeah. haven't, you haven't seen it, right? You need to learn right. to see. Exactly. So what I hear you saying is agility, like true business agility doesn't equate to checking all the boxes. Like we're doing scrum, we're having the ceremonies. We have teams that are called transformers and, and Marvel and, and fun names. It's, it's a mindset shift or a culture shift, but at the same time, you can't <laughs> distribute some pamphlets and throw up a deck and get that mindset shift. So right. it's almost like start doing the practices, get that muscle memory, but then make sure that the understanding and the value perception and the mindset comes as a result of those practices and behaviors. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that's a great summary. You know, and it's it's it is one of those things. Uh, I keep saying that the learning to see is, you know, even as small as it as it is, it, you know, it's interesting. And I don't know if you've seen this before, but I see it all the time where, you know, people tend to mirror the behaviors and actions of their managers and leaders. If you have a manager that's coming in late every day and leaving early, yet 
they are insisting that you practice scrum. And there's some additional overhead, you know, at least in the beginning stages with a starting team with scrum until you're able to kind of, uh, you know, tweak it and adopt it to your own needs, which is perfectly fine. Yeah. But it's very prescriptive and it's a good starting point for a lot of uh, teams that are just starting out in, you know, agile practices. But it's one of those things where, they're going to mirror the behaviors and they're going to get their cues off of how their peers and their management and leaders are behaving. And if you have managers and, and leaders who are, you know, practicing agile, um, either from a mechanical perspective with a delivery framework or from a, you know, mindset perspective from, you know, the principles and, you know, if they're exhibiting, if, if leaders and managers are coming into meetings and exhibiting the behaviors of, you know, someone who's quote unquote agile, they're, they're not pointing fingers. They're using, they're, they're fostering experimentation and they're using, uh, you know, quote unquote failure as opportunities to get better and learn and help coach and educate. That's when people yeah. start to see how beneficial it is. You know, I look at every manager and leader as really they should be their own coach. They should be coaches you know, at their level and exhibiting those behaviors. So yeah, absolutely right. Awesome. So let's talk about Agile Talks and let's talk about Notables, your podcast. Tell everybody a little bit about what you're currently working on with those two things. Yeah, absolutely. So I probably over the last three or four years, um, I've been, as I've been out there in my, in my agile uh, travels and journey and working with, uh, you know, several companies, some small, some big, um, I started documenting and blogging and, you know, joining some groups on LinkedIn, et cetera, and listening to some podcasts, et cetera. And to me, um, I've picked up a lot. I've learned a lot through conversation and, you know, I, Every day, I'm either listening to podcasts, I'm listening to you know auto you know books or reading books or you know joining conversations on LinkedIn and Facebook and Slack communities, and I love the amount of conversation that's been going on and or has been for a while, but even more so now as Agile holistically has really become front and center as a way of thinking and working and. I love that so much that I decided for me as a learning tool, I would start a podcast. And by that, I mean, I learn more through, you know, long form conversation with people on a podcast than I do almost anywhere else. I've learned so many different things just in the 20, 22 episodes I've done. And I, one thing I found about the podcast was, it's great. And I get some feedback here and there, but it's, it's so immersive. It's such an engaging, you know, experience, at least for me and the person that I'm, I'm, you know, talking with, um, and hopefully for, for my listeners, but I wanted to be able to kind of go full, full circle in that conversation, give, give people a way right. to further engage, learn more, reach out to the people that I'm talking to, et cetera. So agile talks, um, was, you know, I was inspired by kind of TED Talks. And that's why I called it Agile Talks, to be all, in all honesty. So in, in, in the true spirit of Agile and being transparent, um, that's where the name was born. And 
So really what I did was I started to create a community on uh, LinkedIn. I have a LinkedIn group called Agile Talks. Um, I just brought on several uh, contributors and, and moderators um, who are very, very experienced um, from, you know, PhDs in organizational behavior and psychology who have been practicing Agile and, and teach it at the university level to guys that have just been on the street in the field for 15 years. Um, guys that have been working with yeah. extreme programming before Scrum was even a thing. And really yeah. to just um, help facilitate the breadth and depth of conversations going on there. Um, so Agile Talks is really just an extension of that. I'm actually considering changing the Notable's name to Agile Talks just to align with you know the full brand identity. Um, sure. But yeah, it's really a passion of mine. Um, it's something that down the road, I, you know, I would like to, you know, obviously continue to grow the, the community, but then have live events as well. And I'm in discussions with, um, you know, some people that are, uh, you know, have, have had a hand in, in creating, you know, the Kanban, you know, method and uh, on the scrum side as well, and doing live events around the United States, maybe by towards the end of this year, I'll have my first one. Um, one two day events with uh, a lot of speakers and a real engaging you know informative session, but to me it's all about the conversation. It's just like what we we practice in agile communication, face to face, people talking and constantly learning and experimenting. And I think that's one of the ways to pick up more stuff that you might want to try and see if it works for you in your organization or in your company and your team. Um, so that's what Agile Talks is is really all about. That's awesome. Yeah, you can listen to a bunch of podcasts and read a lot of books, but if you have questions, <laughs> you're not going to get those answered yeah. um, unless they are specifically answered in the book. So the Agile Talks community on LinkedIn, the Slack channel are excellent resources to go mm -hmm. on and start conversations and ask those questions with people who have gone through the transformations, people that have uh, a lot of experience. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, I know that you have a jazz show to get to. Chris is a jazz <laughs> musician in addition to all of the other cool things. So <laughs> thank you again for coming onto the show and sharing your experiences and your wisdom. Um, to learn more about what Chris is doing, you can listen to his podcast notables on Spotify and iTunes. You can join the agile talks community on LinkedIn and the Agile Talks Slack channel. And you can get to all of that at his website, agiletalks.co, agiletalks.co. I'll link to all of that in the show notes on our site, signal.cafe. And that's a wrap. Chris, thank you so much. Jack, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me on and uh, keep up the great work. Thank you so much. Have a great show. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. All righty. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon.